Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Grit, Fitness, and Performance Podcast. Uh, as always, I am your host, Chris Sanchez, and I know it's been a, uh, a little bit of time since our last podcast, and that's just because uh, 2020 sucks, and uh, I think just December was just the, the, final, the final blow of suckiness. And uh, it kind of uh, put me behind and lost track of things. And uh, I'll, I'll get into that because today, today we're going to discuss 2020 and, and more importantly, how to be happier in 2021 going forward. Because let's be honest, 2020 sucked. It, it was, I mean, at, at least in my lifetime, and I'm, I'm 31 years old. It it probably was the least enjoyable, miserable, just overall shittiest year that you uh, could have lived through. And I I, I know there's probably years, um, you know, throughout the course of history that were probably worse. But 2020, in recent memory, I mean, easily hands down, has been the worst year for tons of folks um, nationwide, worldwide, and it just overall sucks. So today I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about how can you be happier going into 2021 because uh, it's it's a fresh new year it's a fresh start everyone is looking forward to 2021 and just ready to put 2020 behind us um, and I mean I, I I can't blame you this year was terrible it sucked uh, tons of bad stuff and misfortunes have happened to a, a lot of people so we're just gonna look to to reverse that in 2021, and hopefully this podcast can help you get off on the the right foot. Um, so before we dive into that, I usually do this at the end of the show, but I think I'm going to start doing it at the beginning. Um, if you like this podcast, do us a huge favor and just leave us a review or a rating. Share it with a friend. Um, tell your your family members about it or whoever you think it could benefit because obviously uh, the more people reach the the better we want to try to help as much people as we can um, you know with this content and this podcast um, and if you're interested and you want to hear more from us uh, because you like the things that we're talking about go ahead and check out our website at gritfitnessandperformance.com or check us out on social media at gritfitnessandperformance. Um, and we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We put out content on the reg, aka daily. Um, all right, so we'll go ahead and dive right into it. How to be happier in 2021 because 2020 sucked horribly. Um, so I'm going to start this off by telling you about my 2020. Um, and it sucked. It was by far the worst year of my life. Um, for a whole number of reasons. And um, so I'll, I'll just give you a quick rundown. So in the beginning of the year, Kobe Bryant died. And I'm not a huge basketball player, but I I can respect the greatness of certain athletes, especially when they're a generational talent and they're one of the best to ever do it. And I remember when I, I read and got the alert on my phone that Kobe Bryant died, it was actually the very first celebrity death that actually kind of upset me and kind of impacted my my day. I remember being kind of sad the rest of the day. Um, and I know that upset tons of people worldwide. And it really just kind of set the tone for how 2020 was going to be for the rest of the year. And then, of course, the pandemic hits and, um, you know, COVID 
arrives and with it brings down um, all these social restrictions and um, travel bans and lockdowns. And uh, me personally, um, you know, as clients would probably know, uh, Grit, the business, was shut down, uh, put into effect by the governor of New Jersey. Uh, no gyms were allowed to be open because they thought that was a, a major spreading point for the virus. Um, and, um, you know, that, that sucked because I know the statistics of, you know, first-year businesses, second-year businesses, and the failure rate is pretty high. So when you throw in a global pandemic that forces you to shut your doors but continue to pay the bills, um, well, that's not exactly good for business. So, you know, of course I was scared that we were going to become a statistic during all this and throughout the whole year. Um, personally and throughout the business, there was tons of lost money, um, conferences that I had paid for to attend, several hundred dollars worth. Um, same thing with the flights, canceled last minute, no refunds. So like right now I have a $300 uh, basically credit for American Airlines that uh, can't really use because you're not allowed to fly anywhere right now. And I would not be shocked if that uh, expires and I basically just burn $300. Um, just because that's the type of year it's been. Um, personally and as a business, we've lost clients, um, some for good. I've had clients text me and tell me that they probably will never be back for several reasons, COVID being the main one. Um, I've had clients who I haven't seen in close to a year because of the pandemic and COVID and you know, they 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 uh, want to stay safe and uh, protect their loved ones and who you know all the high risk people that they know. Um, you know, I've we, I've gone through several quarantines, as I'm sure uh, many of you have, and I've had my days where I've been depressed, where I've felt secluded, um, you know, just angry at the entire situation, feeling like I I I'm being robbed of precious time. And memories that could have been created with my son, with my wife, with my family, because um, you can't really go anywhere. So you, you can't, you know, experience the first time of going to, you know, an aquarium or to the zoo or to something because all of the restrictions for travel and going out and wearing masks and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm sure you, you probably could do some of these things. Um, but, um, you know, we, we just, as a family, we haven't really done too much. So we've been cooped up in the house for an entire year as, as many of you have. And, you know, it just, it sucks. Um, so we had to deal with that, the business being shut down, locked in your house. Um, and then finally, when businesses were allowed to, you know, open back up, you don't get as many clients coming back in, uh, revenue takes a hit. Um, you start stressing out of how you're going to pay bills and, you know, provide for the family and all that stuff. And then, um, and then I actually got COVID, which was, you know, no one wants that to happen. So had to deal with that, uh, had to quarantine again, uh, deal with the guilt of, you know, basically forcing my wife to, to watch a two-year-old from home while she works from home, which seemed incredibly stressful. Uh, so Crystal, if you're listening, sorry, uh, I feel really guilty about that. Um, and then just like, you know, little things like we had uh, like a, a, it must've been a windstorm that broke our only sign at, uh, 
at the facility. So completely just kind of bent it to shit and uh, it's completely broken. So that's several thousand dollars we'll never see again. Uh, Both of our heating units broke. So there was like a 10 day period at grit where it was like 35 degrees in there. And it's just been a shit year. Like it, it really has been just a an awful, awful year for me personally, and I'm sure for everyone else. And this leads me into my first point for how to be happier in 2021. You have to learn how to be grateful for what you have and how to keep and put things in perspective. And what I mean by that is I know I just spent the last five minutes or so giving you my sob story about how my 2020 sucked and it was the worst year of my my 31 years on planet earth but it could have been way worse it could have been so much worse um so right off the bat putting things in per, you know into perspective like yeah my business got shut down yeah we lost a lot of money um you know in revenue we lost clients And um, it's just been a real struggle as a business to kind of thrive in these times. But we are still open. I mean, we are paying our bills. Um, So, like, you have to look at it from that frame of mind. You know, from perspective, could be a lot worse. My business, you know, grit could be shut down. It could be no more. So right off the bat, I'm winning. You know what I mean? Um, Personally, I've known, you know, I know a lot of people that have gotten covid but me personally, I do not know anyone that has passed away from COVID. So again, you're putting things in pers- you know into perspective. Like, yeah, this virus has sucked. And yeah, dealing with quarantine has been terrible. And it's made you miserable and depressed because you can't see any family members. But, you know, all the people in my life, I personally do not know anyone that has passed away or gotten any serious life-threatening complications. So when you look at it in, you know, in those terms... Um, I've got it pretty good. I really don't have anything to complain about when you compare it to someone else in a worse situation. So yes, my situations suck, but when you put things into perspective, it's really not all that bad. And by comparison, I have nothing to complain about. So I'm going to go ahead and shut my mouth. Um, and you, you really should, and I, I haven't been the best of this personally myself, but I, I think you, everyone needs to learn how to practice some form of gratitude and just learn how to be grateful for what you have currently instead of things that you don't have or things that you want. Um, because, I, I, like, so, for example, during quarantine, yeah, quarantine sucked, and there were definitely days where I just I hated the world and I wanted to punch everyone I spoke to in the face. However... I did get to spend basically three months uninterrupted with my son, which I probably will never get that opportunity again. So like the bond that I formed during that three month period, um, you know, the fact that I got to raise him, um, you know, firsthand and he wasn't at daycare, it was strictly me, uh, is something that a lot of people probably will never have the opportunity to do. Um, he... I mean, I definitely became his go-to parent after that three-month period, much to the dismay of my wife. Um, I mean, I was his buddy, you know? So, you know, it's it's those things that I try to be really grateful for in the shitty situation because I'll probably never get that opportunity again. Um, if we have a second kid, I'll probably never get to spend three uninterrupted months with him or her. Um, I'll probably never get to do it again with Nolan. So it's just the little things that you learn. You have to 
try to be grateful for. So going forward into 2021, I think you on a daily basis have to practice some form of gratitude. Wake up and think about, you know, a few things that you are grateful for. If you're into journaling, go for it. Me personally, I'm not so much into journaling. Um, but I do think it's important to just kind of take note and be aware and realize, you know, everything that you have in your life and how to truly appreciate it and really be grateful for it. Um, so I, I, I think that's the first step on how to be happier in 221. Keep things in perspective. Even if you have a shitty day, shitty week, shitty month, um, just think about it. I mean, there's someone always out there who's got it worse than you. Um, so just keep things in perspective and learn how to be grateful for what you have. Um, so rolling into the second point, um, me personally, I think more people need to stop watching the news. And the reason I say that is because if you've watched the news at all in 2020, it has been nothing but negativity and fear and just stuff to really make people more anxious, more depressed, more angry. And it's those are not things that you should strive to be on a daily basis. When it comes to the news, if you if you watch the six o'clock news on CBS or whatever it is that you're watching, it's the negative stuff that gets the headlines on a regular basis. It's never like the positive, like you know, oh, um, you know, this dog just had a new litter of puppies. Look how cute they are! Aren't these adorable little puppies? It's never that. It's always about. Uh, COVID is going to kill you and uh, obesity rates are on the rise and the whole presidential situation is completely ass backwards and everyone's angry and riots and uh, people are going to jail and someone got stabbed and it's just all negativity. And when you surround yourself with negativity and it's constantly just force fed down your throat and you're bombarded with it on a nightly basis, it's going to influence you directly or indirectly, whether you know it or not. Um, I mean, it might directly influence you by, you know, decreasing your mood and making you feel shittier after watching it or indirectly, like maybe it doesn't, you know, uh, affect your mood right then and there, but later on down the road, it starts to kind of wear on you after hearing the same thing over and over and negativity, 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 and it starts to just become too much and it affects you uh, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, physically, like whatever kind of, uh, you know, aspect of your life that you think can be affected of it. When you surround yourself with that stuff, negative news, negative people, negative environments, it's going to affect how you live your life, how you view things, how you interpret things. Um, so me personally, I, I would just stop watching it. And I honestly, I think you'll be a happier person because of it. Now, I know there's probably some of you out there right now that are saying like, oh, wow, Chris, I have to stay informed. I can't just not watch the news. And that's completely your choice. If you want to continue watching the news because you want to know what's going on in the world, that's 100% your choice. But I think you have to create some sort of strategy to help you kind of filter out the negativity and make sure that it's not affecting you in the long run. So maybe instead of watching the news, you only read a, um, you know, a certain uh, 
um, certain amount of headlines on a daily basis from only one, um, you know, media outlet on the internet or something like that. Like I, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I truly believe that a lot of people will be happier if they stop watching the news on a regular basis because it's, it's literally just nothing but negativity and bad news just crammed down your throat because that's what sells essentially that's what gets the ratings okay the long-term effects of covid and the deaths that it has piled up is much more uh, beneficial for a tv channel's ratings than the recovery statistics unfortunately that's just how the world works and that's the world that we live in so if you want to be happier in my opinion stop watching the news so we, we all know 2020 has just sucked terribly. I told you about my year and how it was just awful. And I'm sure your year was pretty good unless you're a billionaire or you're like the CEO of, you know, Lysol or uh, hand sanitizer or something like that. You probably had a good year. Everyone else probably had a pretty shitty year. Um, but I think in 2020 or in 2021, if you've learned anything from this year, it's that you should probably learn how to view hardships as opportunities to learn and to grow instead of viewing them as misery to endure. So what do I mean by that? Um, Obviously, everyone in 2020 has dealt with some sort of negativity, some sort of issue that has affected their lives and there are hardships, there are struggles, there are obstacles that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis um, that are going to affect your overall happiness, your health, um, your bank account, your uh, relationships. And if if you just view these as, you know, just bad times and just misery and my life sucks and I'm a victim, Um, you're going to be miserable and your life is going to be depressing. You're going to be sad. You're going to be angry. You're going to be irritable. Um, But if you view these things as opportunities to learn lessons and to grow as individuals and to build some character, you're going to come out a better person. So what lessons can you take away from 2020 Um, in order to help you grow as a person. So I'll just use myself as an example uh, because I'm the one doing the podcast. So, you know, 2020 sucks, but what can I take away from this as, um, you know, as a business owner, as a father, as a husband, as a friend, as a son, Um, you know, lessons learned. Like, should we probably focus on having uh, more than one major uh, stream of income to help keep the business afloat in case we ever get shut down again. Yes. Boom. Lesson learned. Um, should, um, what else, what else can we talk about? Uh, there, there's a lot of lessons I learned about being a father and how to raise a 15 month old. Um, should, um, should I have better anticipated and, um, you know, kind of pre-planned how much activity and energy it would take to actually watch a child for eight hours a day. God, yes. So now I know uh, if child number two comes along, I'm better prepped for that. And as long as you're taking each day, each week, each month, um, and kind of reviewing it 
and using it as an opportunity to grow and become 1% better on a daily basis, you're going to have a better 2021. Um, if you've ever heard of Jocko Willink, he uh, he wrote um, Extreme Leadership and he was a what was he? He was a Navy SEAL. And now he does um, consulting for companies on um, how to lead them based on his experience in the military and whatnot. He's got a good mentality when it comes to this. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not directly quoting him, but he basically says that when something goes wrong in his life, um, at his work, with his relationships or whatever, he basically just says, good. And I, I think that's a very powerful way to look at things because when something bad happens, you know, you can play the victim and say like, oh, why me? Like, my life sucks. Like, why does this happen to me? Like, oh, well, th- you know, this sucks. So now this is going to be bad, which is going to cause this to be bad. And this going to be bad. Like, that's, that's a victim's mindset. And it's only going to lead to a domino effect of more negativity, more drama, and more bullshit that you don't want in your life. But... When you take a page out of Jocko's book and something bad happens and you say, good, I'm glad this happened because now this gives me the opportunity to blank, whatever it is. It gives me the opportunity to grow, to fix this problem, to learn a new skill, to overcome this, to develop myself in a way that I had not previously been before so I can overcome this and I'll be a better person. Got another example coming at you. So... For Christmas this year, we hosted immediate family, and during the um, festivities of the day of eating and drinking and whatnot, somehow, some way, uh, unbeknownst to me or my wife, a shot glass ended up down my kitchen sink. We have a garbage disposal, so I'm sure you know where this story is going. When we started to clean up that night, turned on the water put some food down it, turn it on, and then click, 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 and that's not what you want to hear when you turn on a garbage disposal. Um, now, if you know anything about me, uh, I'm not the handiest guy in the world. So when I heard the garbage disposal making all sorts of guttural noises that it's not supposed to make, my immediate reaction was, fuck. I don't know anything about garbage disposals. I didn't install this one. It came with the house. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know I don't know anything about garbage disposals. But I took a page out of Jocko's book and I said, okay, good. This gives me an opportunity to learn a little bit about garbage disposals um, and try to fix it myself. And I'll tell you what, America, I did just that. I had a little bit of help from my father-in-law, but... God's honest truth, I did 95% of the work, I fixed the garbage disposal, I hooked it back up, and now I'm a much better person because of it, okay? So now I have a little bit of know-how when it comes to garbage disposals. Uh, I'm not going to lie, my confidence was boosted because I'm not a handy guy, and I did that, and it felt pretty goddamn good to to fix something on my own. Um, And honestly, I'm a better person because of it. So now, my wife broke our recliner recently in our couch, uh, so I'm going to try to fix that. I don't know a goddamn thing about recliners or how they work, but uh, I'm going to use this op- or to use this as an opportunity to look at it and say, okay, maybe I can try and fix it. Maybe I can't. Um, but I, I did have that mentality of something went wrong. Good. Now this gives me an opportunity to blank, 
grow as a person, develop new skills, whatever it may be. So I'm pretty sure if you take that mentality into 2021, you are going to be a happier person overall, guaranteed. Piggybacking off this point, and I, they're kind of like one and the same for the most part, but going into 2021, if you want to be a happier person, you have to start focusing on solutions and not the problems. So this kind of all ties into what we've been talking about, about kind of like surrounding yourself with negativity and kind of focusing on the bad only. That's only going to lead to more negativity. Negativity breeds more negativity. Bad breeds bad. Problems breed problems. And it's just going to slowly infect your view on things, your mindset, and um, just kind of your overall outlook on the world. So you need to start focusing on solutions and not the problems. This forces you to be proactive. It forces you to take a positive outlook on most situations. Um, and you're just going to be a better person uh, overall. So everyone, everyone had problems in 2020. Um, but when you just sit there and complain and worry about these problems, um, I, there's a saying, and I, I believe it goes, complaining and worrying are like rocking chairs. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. And that's exactly kind of the the mindset that you don't want to have when it comes to dealing with problems. Um, so just think of one of the 497 problems that arose in 2020. Did you focus more so on the problem and just being miserable because there was a problem? Or were you proactive and did you actively try to fix the solution um, and try to take a more positive outlook on the entire situation. If you spend more time focusing on solutions and not the problems, you're going to be a better person overall. So let's say it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions are coming up, and the problem is I am 35 pounds overweight. So you can just sit there and be miserable that you're 35 pounds overweight, or you can try to focus on solutions and how to rectify the situation going forward. And that's just one example of approximately 40 million that you could probably take from your own life. <clears throat> um, all right, what's next? What's next? All right, we'll save those two for last. All right, so I think most people in 2021 in order to be a happier person, need to stop comparing themselves to other people. And the ability to compare yourself to people who are better looking than you, um, richer than you, smarter than you, more successful than you, is so easy because you have all these social media platforms and Facebook and Instagram and uh unfortunately TikTok and there are some people on TikTok who probably are more successful than you um, but let's see how that works out in about 15 years um, and when you compare yourself to these people it just leads to feelings of inadequacy depression and it's just it's it's an overall feeling of not being good enough and um, that's only going to lead to 
it's it's a it's a rabbit hole when you go down that and you're constantly seeing things um all these people who have uh, better bodies than you more money than you and you know it just creates feelings of inadequacy and um i mean <laughs> your 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 overall confidence level is going to be shaken the way you view yourself um is going to take a hit uh, negative self-talk is going to start to creep into your mind, and it just—it really does not lead to a good uh, situation, especially if you're trying to grow or improve as an individual. And not to mention, a lot of the stuff that you see on social media, as far as like these influencers go and people who are posting pictures about how wonderful their life is, a lot of that shit is fake. Like it's props. It's elaborate sets, it's rentals, um, it's people who are blessed with amazing genetics and are essentially just a model. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a, a post of an influencer who uh, took a picture of themselves on a private plane or something like that, and it was some bullshit caption that had nothing to do with the photo at all. And then another photo came out like a week later showing that it was literally just like a movie set. And uh, the person had staged this wherever it was, in their basement, in their living room or something like that. And number one, that's just sad that you have to put up a front to make people think that you're that successful. I mean, like, uh, we, we, we've got some sort of mental issues going on there. Daddy didn't love someone um, when they were younger. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole nother, whole nother uh, topic to talk about. Um, but like, you know, when you, when you think about it in, in those terms, like who's really living like the pathetic life, like the person who's posting like stuff literally just to get other people to validate them, um, and give them praise, or is it you who's actively trying to better themselves, um, through, you know, motivational tactics of, you know, trying to look at these people. So, you know, if, if you're, if you're, comparing yourself as a motivational tool and you say like I want to look like this person by you know six months from now or um, I want to have this person's level of success in two years or whatever like that's okay you know using it as a motivational tool is totally fine but you shouldn't compare your current abilities or status or level to anyone else um, because it's it's not fair to compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 25. And I'll use fat loss as an example because it's very common. You know, you go on Instagram and I mean, it's just half naked people all the time anymore with six packs and, you know, these perfectly round butts and toned arms and, you know, all this good stuff. And I mean, what you probably don't realize is that person probably works out seven days a week, twice a day, and they've been doing it for like nine years and they also haven't had a meal that they've enjoyed in like four months. So, I mean, you can't compare your situation to that person's situation because it's apples to oranges. Um, it's just, it's not a good comparison to, it, you know, it shouldn't be used as a measuring stick for where you should be in your current life. So it's okay to use comparisons as a tool to try to motivate and inspire you but if, you, if you're using it as a barometer for where you should be and it's negatively affecting like how you view yourself um, and how you kind of talk to yourself, you need to stop like right away. Delete Instagram off your phone. 
delete Twitter, delete TikTok, uh, like get rid of it all because it's only doing you harm. Um, and it's just not, just not good. Um, so we got three more points to talk about. So the, we'll talk about this one. So I, I think in 2021 and with new year's coming up, I think everyone will probably do this regardless in some form or capacity. I think everyone needs to set goals, but more importantly, you need to create and implement action steps in order to reach your goals. So goals give you something to look forward to in the upcoming weeks, months, um, year, like whatever it may be. These are the things that keep you motivated. They get you excited um, to get out of bed. Um, They give you purpose. They inspire you. Like goals are fantastic. It's something to look forward to. It's something to work towards on a daily basis. Without goals and nothing to look forward to, there's a saying, it basically says that if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. So if you don't have a goal in your life, whether it be towards your job or towards your physique or towards um, some kind of, you know, financial goal or whatever it has, if you don't have something to set your sights on and try to get to, like, you're just living your life day by day with, with, with nothing. So any, any action that you take that day will get you to that goal because you don't have a goal. So you can play video games all day and it won't matter uh, if you uh, do that instead of reading a book or attending a seminar or whatever because you have nothing to look forward to. You have no goals. So set some goals um, because I think that's an important thing for everyone to try to accomplish throughout the year. But I will say I think the, the more important step that more people need to focus on instead of setting goals – well, all right, let me rephrase that – Step one is to set goals. That's that's the most important thing. But if you don't have and you don't create and think about action steps to help you attain and reach these goals, those goals don't mean anything. I think a lot of people make New Year's resolutions like uh, I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to get a promotion, and but then they stop there. Like, okay, well, what are you going to do to lose 20 pounds? Or what are you going to do to, um, you know, impress your boss to get that promotion? Like without clearly defined action steps to take in order to get you to those goals, having goals is just like having, I don't know, a hamster I don't even know if that makes any sense, but like, it's not that impressive. Like whoop-de-doo, you have a goal. Good for you. Um, no one's coming over to your house to see your hamster, buddy. It's just like, oh, cool. You have it. Great. Uh, that might be the dumbest analogy you've ever heard in your life, but it makes sense to me in the moment. So, you know, without planning to actually get to your goals, a goal is just a wish. You know, it's just wishful thinking for the most part. Um, so when you create your goal, great, put that up top. But now you need to think of three to five to 10, whatever it is, steps, daily actionable items of what you can do in order to get to that goal. So if you want to lose 20 pounds, 
how are you going to do it? What steps are you going to take in order to get you to that 20 pound uh, weight loss goal? Are you going to improve your diet? Are you going to start eating three square meals a day, focusing on protein and vegetables? Are you going to give up soda? Are you going to uh, focus on having one glass of water and um, you know eliminating the amount of soda that you drink on a daily basis? Are you going to start exercising? Are you going to start strength training? Like These are the things that you have to think about when it comes to creating your actionable steps. You can't just have a goal and then pray that it happens. You have to break down that goal into steps um, that are easily obtainable that you can build off of so that you can actually get to your goal down the road. So for everyone out there making a New Year's resolution, I will challenge you to make a New Year's resolution and then I will um, challenge you. Sorry, I'm getting off track. So I will challenge you to make a New Year's resolution, but to accompany that New Year's resolution with action steps on how you are going to achieve those goals of those resolutions that you're going forward. So remember, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So if you don't have a set plan going into your goal, you're never going to reach it. It's just, it's a fact. Um, uh, going on to the next two points. All right, so these are more of what you'd come to expect on a podcast like this. In 2021, everyone needs to eat more plants, plain and simple. Um, plants are arguably have the biggest bang for your buck in terms of nutritional value out of all the foods that you can possibly eat. They've got phytochemicals, they've got flavonoids, they've got antioxidants, they've got fiber, they've got all sorts of good-for-you shit that your body needs and craves in order to carry out certain bodily functions. And when you don't give your body the things that plants provide you, it can't carry out certain bodily functions. So instead of performing at 100%, you know, your body is just always performing at 72%. Like it's never optimal, no matter how hard you exercise, uh, no matter how hard you sleep, no matter how solemnly you meditate, uh, it doesn't matter. You need what plants give you. Um, so you, you definitely have to start eating more plants. And they've, they've recently come out with a study that says the diversity of plants in your diet is arguably the thing that determines your overall health. Um, and the reason that is, is because it creates basically a very bacterially diverse gut. And um, if you haven't heard about like the microbiome or like gut health uh, in recent uh, months or years or whatever, it's, uh, it's becoming pretty readily important that your gut health is a huge driving factor as to your overall health for the most part. I mean, 70% of your immune system resides in your gut. Um, there's a book, what's it called? Uh, Fiber Fueled by, can't remember the guy's name, some doctor with uh, one of those names with like three vowels or three consonants like in a row, something like that. Um, it was a very interesting read and, um, you know, full disclosure, the guy basically pushes a hardcore vegan diet on you, which I don't necessarily agree with and you don't have to either, but some of the things he was talking about in terms of, um, the benefits of plants in your diet, uh, was kind of eye opening. And, you know, the, he was saying, um, your immune health, and I know that's all the rage these days and, um, you know, your gut health are basically like 
intertwined. There's like a uh, a small uh, separation. At, where is it in your intestine, your colon, or something like that? Um, and the immune cells and the gut bacteria, basically the way he described it are like, um, neighbors that have like a picket fence and they can exchange, um, you know, like uh, whatever, if, if, if they're having a party, you know, they can exchange drinks and food and kind of like converse back to back. Uh, and that's how he basically described it. So the, the things that plants are giving your body go into your gut and then the bacteria in there break it down and then they interact with the immune system the immune cells and that's basically what keeps you healthy or at least a large portion of it for the most part so you know the fact that these news outlets are pushing oh you got to wash your hands and you got to socially distance and you got to wear your mask and you got to do this and the fact that none of them are basically saying like well you should probably eat more plants in your diet and you should probably move more and get all that first of all it's infuriating um, that they're not addressing kind of like these underlying symptoms and how to really increase your immunity but it's just something to to keep in mind um, I mean your diet flat out impacts your immune system and how you feel um, on a daily basis and just to give you a you know a better idea of kind of what plants do for you in addition to these phytochemicals and flavonoids and antioxidants and uh, um, all these micronutrients that all these various plants are giving you um, the fiber from the plants uh, when you eat it it's converted by the bacteria in your gut by your body into short-chain fatty acids. And basically what short-chain fatty acids are is they're incredibly beneficial for your health. They they are the dominant source of energy for your colon. They support a healthy gut uh, microbiota. They decrease visceral um, hypersensitivity. And you don't even necessarily need to know what that means. But I, I promise you that it's it's all wonderfully beneficial for you. Um, the, the fatty acids, they promote intestinal motility. So it kind of helps keep things like moving along in there and helps with, um, digestion and, uh, you know, being regular, if I can say that. Um, but you know, these short chain fatty acids, they, they help keep you full. Um, the fiber in food helps you absorb nutrients. It, it lowers cholesterol. It keeps your blood sugar levels from, uh, going completely out of whack. It, um, aids in keeping a healthy weight and losing weight, and it helps you live longer. So, I mean, just from those facts alone, everyone, everyone and their mother should be eating more plants and making a consistent effort to get these plants in your diet. Um, and like I said before, with the study of the diversity of plants, I, I, I would start to make it a priority. And I know I talked about this in a previous podcast about eating the rainbow. Start making that a priority. Your body will thank you so much because, uh, you know, according to the, the fiber fueled book, like there's different types of fiber and different types of food and your body will break it down and, um, kind of respond accordingly. So it's not like you can just eat the same thing over and over and over. Like, yes, broccoli is good for you, but if you only eat broccoli Monday through Sunday, like you're kind of robbing your body of all these wonderful uh, micronutrients that can help perform your body or can help your body perform the way it should be. So if you don't eat plants right now, 
I strongly advise you to start eating more of them. And I'm not advocating a complete vegan or vegetarian lifestyle, but you definitely have to make make an effort to get more plants uh, in your diet. And then going off of the nutrition kind of how to be happier in 2021, um, exercise. Uh, it, and it's not like anyone doesn't know this by now. I think if you were to poll a hundred people, hundred random people off the street and ask them, do you think exercise will, you know, allow you to have a happier 2021, a hundred out of a hundred people would say, absolutely. Um, exercise supports neurotransmitters and what that basically means is it boosts serotonin which is going to help you regulate your mood and improve your cognitive function it boosts your endorphins which are chemicals in the brain that block pain and produce a temporary natural high so to speak it reduces inflammation which is i mean definitely been shown to be a cause of all sorts of bad stuff within your body joint pain and um, all sorts of issues and depression even Exercise decreases stress, which research has shown has been linked to all sorts of bad stuff like uh, increased inflammation and being depressed and being anxious and all of those can contribute to all sorts of bad shit that you don't want happening in your body like increased fat storage and uh, decreased mobility. Um, It's just not a good thing. So I think everyone and their mama has to, in 2021, make a conscious effort to walk more, get your 10,000 steps per day, um, uh, make an effort to just be more active throughout the day. It doesn't have to be exercise, but you do have to be more active. Take the stairs, go for walks, uh, get down on the floor and play with your dog or play with your children. Um, do some simple mo- you know, mobility routines. We've got tons of videos on our YouTube page um, to show you how to do that if you don't know how. So that's not an excuse. And everyone honestly has to start strength training. I mean, after the age of 25, honestly, strength training is no longer about looking good for the beach. It is about quality of life because what strength training will bring about is exactly the things that are going to naturally decrease and weaken in your body um, with every passing year. So strength training is the fountain of youth and it'll make you feel better. It'll make you look better. Your body will perform better. Everyone has to start um, doing these things in 2021 um, if you're really looking to have a better year. And um, and again, if you don't know how to do those things, visit our YouTube page, visit our Instagram page or send us an email. I mean, we do online coaching where we can send you a program based on your available space, equipment, knowledge, injury history, all that good stuff. So, I mean, we live in a day and age where there's there's really no excuse for you not to exercise because you don't know how to do or, you know, you're intimidated by the gym. There are ways to work around that. You just have to take the initiative to actually do it. And then last but not least, I saved this one for last because it's the most fun one. Uh, you know, one of the best ways to have a better 20. 20- 21, a happier 2021 is to have fun. I know that sounds dumb, but um, I, w- I would imagine, I'm not an expert, and Lord knows 2020 isn't over yet. So, you know, knock on wood. Um, but I imagine the restrictions and the travel bans from these, this global pandemic will be lessened and or removed completely. 
um, eventually. I can't say soon because who who knows. Um, but when that happens, start scheduling your fun like you would a workout or like you would um, a doctor's appointment or, or or whatnot. I mean, humans are social creatures. They want to be around other humans, whether you like to admit it or not. If you're introverted, um, I mean, there's a reason why humans formed and thrived in tribes in, you know, ancient times or whatever. Like, humans are not lone wolves. They thrive in communities. Um, They thrive when they're around other people, when they form those relationships and bonds with other people. Um, So schedule times to go out with friends and um, like write it down in your calendars, like make it happen. Like have, I order you to have fun in 2021 and schedule it and make sure it's something that you just don't blow off. Like treat it like a consultation with a lawyer and it's like a thousand dollars an hour or something like that. Like there's no way you would blow that off because uh, you'd, you'd be out a thousand bucks. So schedule the fun and then go through with it. Um, do something that you truly enjoy um, because it will help alleviate all sorts of stress. It'll make you feel better. I know this year I actually started playing video games again, and I haven't done that in years. I, I literally have not touched my PlayStation in probably like probably like three years or something like that. Um, and I viewed it as time-wasting. I viewed it as it was... It was dumb. Like it didn't help me become a better person. It didn't help get me to where I wanted to be in life with business, with financials, with um, like who I wanted to be as a person. And while I still think that's true, those it doesn't. It does allow you to decrease stress um, and just enjoy life a little bit more. And when you're in a better frame of mind and you're happier overall working towards the goals that you have and when you actually go back and kind of uh, you know get into work mode you're going to be in a better frame of mind you're going to be less stressed and you're going to um, just be in a better place mentally and emotionally and it'll allow you to do better work and that's exactly what I've discovered um, when I've actually allowed myself to turn on the PlayStation and play for 30 minutes or whatever it may be. So you got to do whatever it is that you want to do and have some fun uh, and schedule it like you would anything else that is important in your life. Um, But uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got for you today, how to be happier in 2021. So you got to learn how to be grateful for what you have, keep things in perspective, uh, stop watching the news. Uh, remember your hardships are opportunities to learn and to grow as people focus on solutions not problems Uh, eat more plants because plants are good for you stop comparing yourself to other people exercise uh, set goals but more importantly set and implement action steps and then schedule your fun and I promise 2021 will be a better year than 2020. I mean, honestly, even if you don't do any of these things, just by default, I think 2021 has to be better just because 2020 sucks so much. But I strongly encourage you to implement some of the things that we've talked about today because I really think it'll make a, uh, a big impact. So thanks for listening. Hopefully you guys can implement some of these things into your life and um, catch you again on the next episode.